Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. We've got two great champions here this morning, Alexander Gonzalez and Kristen Kingsbury, who are both helping people step into their greatness. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions.
you know, I've, I've never been the one in the room who made the most money. I have lots of friends who make an enormous amount of money. And that was, I made great money, but I never made as much as some of my friends did. And yet one day, um, I, I always intentionally put myself in this space of winners, people who literally scare me a little bit because they've won so big. And so um, a handful of years ago, I said to myself, there was a masterclass going on um, with a, a mentor of mine, and it really was just people who were killing it, making way more money than I had ever even, you know, I couldn't even write the numbers on paper that they were creating. And um, I said, you know, I just want to go be a fly on the wall in that room. I just want to just soak it up. I'm totally nervous. I feel like I have nothing to contribute if I get there. Like, I'm just going to be a fly on the wall. So I spent a small fortune to be in that room. And I literally had every intention of just sitting there and absorbing because that's what I do. I sit, I absorb, I listen, I take in what people say, and then I go execute on it. And so I got to this room scared to death. And my mentor, who I quietly behind the scenes had always been telling, like, hey, I bought this investment property. Hey, I did this thing. And I didn't really realize that he was listening because, you know, he didn't always respond. I was just kind of rambling and I just ramble a lot to him about my thoughts and things like that. But he apparently had listened all these years and I get into this room and he pulls me on stage in front of all these people. Um, several of them had sold businesses for hundreds of thousands, or, I'm sorry, hundreds of millions of dollars. And um, everybody in the room made far over a million dollars like yearly. These were people that I was just a little bit intimidated by. And um, he pulled me up in the middle of this room and he said, tell him what you did last week. And I just kind of put my tail between my legs and thought, you're going to embarrass me telling me, telling these people that like I bought a $130,000 condo. These people don't care about that. These people would never buy something like that. And he said, you know, tell them what the return on it was. Tell them what you're getting, you know, tell them what your cash flow is. And, and so he did this and he rattled off like every investment that I've ever told him I've bought. And I didn't think that I was doing anything incredible because I was taking the small amount of money that I had and I was putting it into these investments. And sometimes as little, I remember one investment I paid $3,000 for. And he goes, Kristen, that's incredible. You're getting a better return than probably anybody in this room on their investments. And it was incredible to me because I walked out of that room and these people who had paid a fortune to be there to learn from him started calling me saying, can you teach me how to do what you did? And what I did is I multiplied money. I took a small amount of money and I increased it and made it work for me. And I multiplied it into large amounts of money. So I didn't realize that that was a superpower until he called me out on this stage. And literally I was scared to death. And then I saw the people around me making millions, selling, um, selling businesses for hundreds of millions. And they're calling me to teach them how to take their money and multiply it. And I thought, oh my God, I think that might be my superpower. I love that so much. And it, there, it actually pulled up a couple things for me. So first and foremost, is this mentor still your mentor? Yeah, he is. He, uh, he's kind of kicked me in the butt and said, go teach people what you do, Kristen. Like what you do, you thought was normal. It's not normal. And uh, so he's, he's become an incredible friend of mine. Um, and, you know, it's funny because years ago it started out as a um, – person that was kind of a celebrity in my real estate space. I run a real estate team and this person was like killing it at the top of the charts, just building 
empires in the industry, bigger than you could ever even wrap your head around. And I told a girlfriend of mine, I'm going to be in business with that guy someday. And she laughed at me and she said, that guy will never even know your name. And so it's just been a fun journey because I have been on a mission since she made that comment to make sure that man knows my name and he's become an incredible friend and an amazing mentor. Oh, I love that too. So there's a couple things. Okay. So first and foremost, you realize that you had a superpower because you found a mentor who, while seemingly not always paying attention, was, saw your greatness. And while your greatness wasn't in your mind when compared to the greatness of others in the room as big, the reality, the reality was, regardless if it was a $130,000 condo or $130 million business being sold, what matters is ROI, right? And if you are having a higher return on your investment than these people who are moving bigger money, then you're actually creating more money, more wealth percentage-wise. I love that. When you it, realize it, go ahead, go ahead. I, it was it was super eye opening because all these years I didn't realize that I was winning in that space. I thought, cool, I'm doing good. I'm on a mission. I've got a plan. Like I know, I know I don't want to work forever, and I know I want to win big enough to bless as many people as I can around me. And I just I had no idea that I was you know getting better returns. I hadn't tracked my net worth. I didn't know where I was at with that, and that I was winning. And I it was just it's really amazing when somebody else can see from the outside your insides and can say you might not see this but you can bless all these people and what was incredible about the whole situation is he was so far advanced and this is what I saw later he was so far advanced in the mission of of building wealth and building empires that he would teach these classes and they would love the content but they couldn't relate to take action because he was so far ahead of them and so I became a and a like a middle where they were like, but I can do what she's done. And so I almost feel like it was more actionable for the audience because they could see themselves getting to where I've gotten. Um, and so that I think is powerful because it created a powerful impact on others. Well, I love that because you, you made success something that was attainable. And, and the thing is this, is God bless those people, right? The, the, the man, who, the gentleman who's your mentor, who are doing things that at first our brains can't even fathom us doing. Because they teach us that if he can do it, then I can do it too. But then thank God, I like to call you like a bridge, right? The bridge from where I am to where I want to be. But sometimes I need to kind of get the steps in between so that I can be there. And you've become that, right, by showing that it's attainable. Now, back then it was a $130,000 condo. I bet you now you're moving probably in, in a little bit bigger realm, which is dope. When was it the moment that what moment was it, excuse me, that you realized that it wasn't just about you? It wasn't just about your your investments and the returns you were making. It wasn't just about generating the wealth for you and your family and generations to come. When did it click for you that this was about helping as many people? And it looks like you you focused not primarily, but you help a lot of women. And I love in your bio when you said if you're a woman that's actively involved in her her family's you know, increasing her fi family's financial situation, DM me. <laughs> I love that. You're specifically saying, hey, women. And, and listen, as a girl dad, as, as, as a man that was raised by an incredibly powerful woman, my, I was raised by both my parents. My mom is just one of the most incredible people you'll ever meet. My wife is a former Marine, just a total, like, my wife is like, if, if, Tell her she can't do something, and she's going to show you how she's going to get it done quicker than you ever thought that you could. <laughs> she's one of those people. I surround myself with powerful women, and as a girl dad, we're raising a powerful girl. 
to become a powerful woman. So I love that you specifically want to help women in this realm. But when was the moment that you realized that you were called to that and not just called to your family's success? You know, um, I grew up in a household where my mom is an amazing human and she has no self-confidence and she, um, she raised us kiddos and, you know, we, we struggled through some pretty rough stuff. And I look back and I'm like, you know, the majority of the reason that we were living in abusive situations, that there was drug abuse and just dangerous um, scenarios around us was a lack of money. Um, she was she was needing the security of a relationship in order to provide a roof over our heads. And the last thing that she was ever willing to do was let us not have, you know, she was like, you will have a roof over your head. But I think sometimes that she didn't see how dangerous the situation was. And so as a kid, when I grew up, I thought, you know, I'm going to make sure that there's never somebody in a relationship that is there codependent on finances. That is, you know, I want to make sure that everybody knows how to create um, the wealth that will support their family and provide them security and allow them relationships that they want to be in, not that they have to be in. Um, because I sat there and I, I just watched children live through things that children shouldn't live through. Um, I watched my mom go through things that she should have never had to deal with. And at the end of the day, it was all generally because we just didn't have the money to get out of this, out of the situation. And she couldn't see for herself a path that she was great enough to do that for us. And then on the flip side of that, I had a grandmother who I still have. She's 96. She's still flipping houses and doing the real estate thing. And I, I watched this woman build wealth that blessed not just our family, not just my aunts and my uncles, um, but families all around. Anybody who, who needed help, she was always there to enable to give to them, to provide for them, whether it was to give them work, whether it was to you know help them in housing, whatever it was. And so I looked at these two scenarios and I'm like, wow, one person can do a lot themselves if they believe that they can and they have the tools and the, and the plan. Um, and so that's kind of what drives my energy behind specifically helping women is my passion for children. I just don't believe that children should, I mean, adults have the ability to make their own decisions. Children are, are in an environment because they have to be. And I just, I'm a protector of kids. So that's where my mission comes from. Ooh, I love that. And how cool that your grandmother's 96 still flipping houses. Girl, you got some good genes. Uh, that means you got a long time. You got a lot of wealth to build. I'm so telling you, she's, she's incredible. Yeah. Her 88th birthday, I think it was her 88th birthday. She said, Kristen, I, my bucket list is I want to hike the Grand Canyon. And I looked at her and I'm like, oh, no, I don't think I can hike the Grand Canyon. <laughs> and lo and behold, we hiked that darn Grand Canyon with my 80, I think she was 88 um, your old grandmother and she made it to the bottom. It was a mission, but she inspires me. I look at this woman and last week she told me, you know, I've been sending letters to people who are having trouble paying their mortgages. If I can help them to get their equity out of their house. And, and I'm thinking my, my 96 year old grandmother still sends letters out to people to see how she can help them. She's always been one who like would um, help catch somebody up on a payment, give them an opportunity to like buy the house back from her once they got on their feet, things like that. And so it's just incredible to even watch her years later. I love that. Love that. Love that. So 
you were raised by a woman who used dependency on men and other people in order to have a roof over your head, who was mm -hmm. raised by a woman who creates wealth on her own. So you had two, this kind of dichotomy of the, the kind of concepts of money and security, et cetera. So I got to know now, now that you've formed your own, now that you've created your own wealth, you've helped others create wealth, how do you define money? Mm, how do I define money? You know, I mean, money is, is a, a paper, you know, a tangible paper with a, a stamped value on it. So I don't know that money value wise, um, you can make money by trading uh, value, essentially, like you don't even need to have paper money to make paper money. I, I don't I don't know if I'm explaining that right. But no, you that makes sense to me. I, so much of the wealth that I've built has been in trading my the brains that I have and the 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 talent that I have in exchange for things that like I have um, a, a project that we put millions of dollars into and I went out to friends and this has been really awesome as well went out to friends and said, hey, here's a project bigger than I can finance at the moment. Do you want to play with me? And they saw the mission and they saw the numbers and they saw the return and they're like, yeah, we're all in. And I was able to go make millions for friends. Um, and these guys know how to make money, but it's really amazing uh, when you get to bless. And, and really, when I was in that room with those people um, that that were selling businesses for hundreds of millions of dollars in these things, what dawned on me was these are leaders who have the ability to impact huge audiences. So if I can teach them to build wealth, then they can go teach their audiences to build wealth. And the uh, the the impact is exponential. And so really what I started doing instead of like focusing on one-on-one, -on -one, how do I teach one person at a time is how do I lead leaders to go lead their people? Because then we have this exponential growth, um, this, this almost compound interest effect of what happens. Oh, I love that. And also you're really, I love the way you talk. I have to say specifically the words you're using, because even in that example, when you went to these friends with these opportunities, you said, hey, do you guys want to play with me because I don't have the, the, the investment or whatever the verbiage you said. But then you finished it with these two very important words right now. You didn't put that stamp of permanency by saying I don't have X, Y, Z. You said I don't have X, Y, Z right now, which means you knew that one day you would, but the opportunity was today. And so instead of saying, oh, this is a missed opportunity, you decided to become resourceful, right? And use, reach out to your friends and make sure that this opportunity actually came to fruition. How important has that shift in language been for you through this process of growing, not just your wealth, but growing into a space where you're actually helping other people grow wealth as well? You know, that's a super good point because people often wait until they're ready. And the truth is the opportunity, if you're chasing the right opportunity, it's always bigger than what you what you can um, imagine in your mind or what you have the capacity to do. Like you should be chasing God-sized opportunities. You should not even know how you're going to make it happen. You should just be chasing big dreams. And so I've never chased a dream that I could do on my own. Um I feel like that's way too small of thinking, but really as I, as I went after goals, I just relationships, like who do I know that I can help win? Who, how can we win together? And really 
I, I mean, you, you just want to continue to chase things that are bigger than you. There's always going to be somebody who has some, something more than you have, who makes more than you make, who does more than you do. Like there, there is a, um, there is a progression that is natural. And as you move along the progression, there's always somebody ahead of you. So, you know, I, I remember a day when I, I, I read Millionaire Real Estate Agent and I thought, oh my gosh, if I could make a million dollars. And the truth is, if you follow the plan, you make a million dollars. It's like, oh, that wasn't that hard. When that, when that happened, it wasn't that hard. Um, when, you, when you build a, you know, a multi-million dollar business, it's all about following those who've been before you and, and linking arms with people who you, who've been before you. And what I've found with my mentors is they're, they've already traveled that path. And they're actually looking for people that they can pour into to not only um, help them leave their legacy and teach people to do what they've done, but also they they just want to pour into others and help people grow in their own right. And so I have, you know, my mentors that I work alongside with, oftentimes when I'm finding these investments, I'm going back to my mentors who know me, love me, and trust me. They know me authentically. And I'm like, hey, you. You've been here and done this before. I haven't. You want to lead me. We'll go together. I'll do the work. I'll be the boots. I'll be the the hands and the feet. And and you guide me and we'll go. And they're like, cool, we can make some money doing this. And so I, I mean, oftentimes I go to people that are older than me, that are wiser than me. And I just say, here's this opportunity that I've come upon. They, they don't want to hunt for opportunities anymore. They're tired. They want other people to go hunt. And they're willing to invest in it. And so there's never, never, never an opportunity. I've, I've never heard or seen of an opportunity where if the numbers make sense, the money won't show up. So don't allow the lack of dollars to be what stops you from starting. Oh, I love that. And what's cool is that there's a humility and a confidence in that because you're humble enough to know that it's okay to have a mentor to go to someone that's wiser, maybe a little bit further along, quote unquote, than you are. But there's also a confidence because it takes confidence to reach out to those people and ask. And so how do you kind of, because to me, you're, you're really screaming both. Like if, as I'm hearing you talk, as we're getting to know you a little bit more, I'm like, wow, this woman is literally so humble and confident at the same time. And oft oftentimes we think that the two can't kind of coexist, but the reality is, is that they can. How did you find this confidence and how have you allowed success not to get to your head, but re remain in a space of humility? Um, so two questions there. The humbleness, like I, I just believe that we should all be humble. I mean, there is nothing that makes any of us better or greater. And I think at the, t at the point where we allow our egos to lead us is where we are on a, on a road driving blind. I think that it's a dangerous place to be. So I always believe in staying humble. Um, I am a, a servant of God. God gave me these gifts. It's my job to give them away. And I didn't earn this. These are blessings. Like I worked hard for it, but um, these are blessings that by, by following uh, the guidance of the path that I was given um, have been gifts given to me to give away. So I believe in staying humble. Nobody wants to be around an egotistical leader. Be careful. Um, and then on the side of confidence, I just ever, I remember being a kid. This is a silly story, but this is literally what I relate back to. There's this place in Sedona 
um, I'm, I'm an Arizona baby. So there's this place in Sedona, Arizona called Grasshopper Point, And there's this really high cliff. And I remember walking out to the edge of that cliff and those that that cliff jumping was something that we would do when we were in like junior high. We would go down there and and all of our buddies would go out. And I always like to compete with the boys. I always was like, if the boys can do it, I'm going to do it. Like it was almost more fun to compete with the boys than the girls. But um, so I would I would get up there on that cliff and I was so afraid I wanted to puke. I was so scared. I was like, how am I going to do this? And what I realized is if I sat at the edge of that cliff and I thought about it and I overthought about it and I thought about all the potential things that could go wrong, I would talk myself out of it and I would never do it. Or I would create this unimaginable anxiety that like really wasn't even real. I was watching other people jump. It was working for them, but I would create this absolute fear inside of myself and then I wouldn't take action. And so I remember the day that I was like, you know what, I'm just going to go up there and I'm going like, I'm not even going to, I'm not going to overthink it. I have analyzed the, you know, I've seen it done a million times. People are not getting hurt. I've, you know, analyzed the risk. I'm going to jump. And it's similar with the investment side of things. But what I learned is if you overthink it, you won't ever take action. And so what I started to do is just, okay, I want this. We'll go, just do it. And, um, and oftentimes I would just picture myself jumping off that cliff quickly instead of sitting there overanalyzing it and being just frozen. Um, secondly, just my my mission is like teach people to do it scared. Nothing I've ever done has come from not being afraid. As a matter of fact, if I'm not afraid, I'm not pushing myself. And so I continually try to put myself in a space where I'm one step ahead where I, of where I was yesterday. I'm you know, on my mission towards the greatness that I know that I can become. And if I'm scared, that's okay, because I should be scared if I'm growing. I should be constantly pushing myself out of that comfort zone. And when I get to the edge of scared, it's like, Kristen, do it anyway. Nobody's going to die. Like I always say, nobody dies in real estate. If I make a bad investment, nobody dies because of my bad investment. You know, like everything has a risk. And you just have to analyze risk versus reward. And you have to know what your comfort zone is and what your comfort level is. And you need to continually be pushing yourself outside of that comfort zone. And don't overthink it. Analyze the risk. Go. Do it scared. Like, I, if I didn't do things scared, I would have nothing. Let's just be honest. I love that so much. In fact, it, I, I spoke about it earlier. Mel Robbins, she has her book, The Five Second Rule. And it's five, four, three, two, one, go. Just do it. And so I, I definitely 100% align with that because once I figured that out, <laughs> so much of my success in life and in business has come from that exact com- concept. And generally speaking, when I feel that fear or I feel that resistance, what I've realized is that resist that resistance is my power as long as I step through it. And so I want to go to Kristen as a child, okay? So I want, we've talked, so you're killing it in life. I mean, I don't know if you haven't written a book, you you should. I I love the way, I love hearing you speak. I love the way you talk. I love your anecdotal evidence, the kind of, you know, going back to jumping into the, you know, the the cliff diving and then bringing it all together into business. It's powerful. What were you like as a kid? You already mentioned that your mom was in a situation where unfortunately in order to um, survive financially, she relied on relationship, on men to put roof over her kids' heads. What did that do to you and and what type of kid were you growing up? Were you someone that was kind of rebelling against things or were you trying to be the best girl that you could so that your mom, you know, you know, what was it like? (laughs) I was a rowdy child. I used to run with Glenn Lundy like we were rowdy kids. (laughs) 
Um, but, you know, I always was trying to be my best, but I definitely won't say I followed the rules in doing it. Um, I was a rowdy kid and uh, I, you know, I hated school. I didn't want, which is funny because I became a teacher after hating school and trying to get out of that place as fast as I could. All I do now is love to teach. So that's God's sense of humor. Um, but, you know, as a kid, being in the situation that we were in, I I went to, I believe, like 12 elementary schools, maybe not quite that many, but there was a lot. Um, and it taught me, like, I could either be reserved, sit back in the back of the room and just get by, or I could go make friends and I could go create relationships. And so thankfully, I chose to go create relationships. And it has, it has really served me. I have, I tell my brother, I'm like, you and I have good people skills because we had to, we had to be put out in these different situations and constantly go meet new people, go build new relationships, go add value to lives or else like we, we wouldn't have survived being kids in that space. Um, so that was something that that hard situation was actually turned out to be an amazing blessing to me because I think that that's such a great skill to have as an adult. Um, as far as like being a kid, I always was the one that wanted to be different than everybody else. I remember making my own clothes and like doing whatever I could. It would make me so frustrated when somebody else did what I was doing um, because I wanted to be unique. And I remember like gluing rhinestones to my face and having like short, messy hair. And like my grandmother used to tell me, Kristen, like that's that's a that's a compliment. They want to be like you. And I didn't realize that it was in a sense, kind of the beginning of leadership that I didn't realize that people following you was a blessing and not a curse. I hated it. I hated it. I wanted to be unique. Um, but also being in that situation, I realized too, I was always the adult. I was the one making the phone calls, negotiating things, like kind of being the adult because my mom was very scared. Um, and so I, I learned very early on, like to be independent and to go take care of it, get it done. Like it, it's your if it's going to get done, you need to do it. And so I remember counselor uh, when I was a kid telling me, you're not the adult. And I thought, well, dang it. Like if it's going to get done, I got to take care of this. And I just, I never, I probably didn't do as much of the kid stuff because I was always like working to uh, forward the family and to provide, you know, whatever opportunity and to speak life into the people around me. So that's kind of who I was as a kid. I love that little trendsetter, uh, and it's fun that uh, you wanted to be so unique, and yet others wanted to do what you were doing. So that that shows influence as well. What's your relationship now with your mom? Oh, I love her. She is a she's a huge support to me. Um, she actually just lives down the road through struggles over life. Um, she lost her house to foreclosure at one point, and because I had constantly hustled and worked and done everything I could to make the dollars and invest them and multiply them. I was in a blessed situation that when she lost her home, I was able to provide her one. Um, I provided her housing for several years and she helped me. Um, I, I have become what, so what I didn't share with you is on the flip side, my grandmother had plenty of money and she handed it out kind of with no accountability to it. And I saw the negatives that that could do. And I saw horrible things happen from the flip side of having money and handing it out that way, which is another reason I'm passionate about teaching people how to manage money. But so my mom, when she was living in our homes and things, we, I, I believe in, in giving people the tools, but also making them contribute because as, as you, um, 
take away, if you give something to people, you actually disable them. You empower them by allowing them to contribute. And so um, she contributed over the years as we helped her with housing. And now she just recently bought a house and is living down the street. She comes and brings the puppy over. She uh, actually works for our company. And, you know, she's, she's an amazing human. She taught me lessons that weren't about wealth, that were just about life and about people that um, could have come from nobody else. So she's amazing. I love that. I love hearing that so much. And I love that um, it's funny because we never know who our students are going to be. And sometimes the student that's put before us is the, the people who actually maybe were taught to guide us or, or we were, they were meant to guide us. But that wasn't the case in your story. And I love that you created one of the greatest things that you can do for your mother is you provided her a roof over her head, which is the same as providing her security. What a beautiful gift to give to the person who gave you life. You are blowing my mind here, and I want to ask you all the questions under the sun and get to know you even more. But it's time for you to sit back and get saturated in love. Y'all know how this part goes. First and foremost, we learn a little bit more about our champion, and then we cover that champion with love, filling up their cup, letting them know. So, Kristen, the rules are this. You're not allowed to unmute to thank anyone. All you can do is flash your mic. At the end, you'll get an opportunity to give a blanket thank you, but you must be focused. I want you to sit down. One of the, Some people write down what they hear from others. But the goal is for you to hear all the people that you've blessed in your time here. So, guys, if you're here on stage and Kristen, something she said today, something she said in the past, something that she's done, etc., has resonated with you, this is your chance to come off mute, tell her so, and share love freely. So start flashing your mics at me, y'all. I see you, Miss Joy. Go ahead. I see you, Megan. Go ahead, Joy. Go ahead, Megan. Yo. So one of the things I love the most about Kristen is the fact that we survived 75 hard together. Oh, the days where we would just message each other being like, I don't know if I'm going to make it, but I know that you're counting on me. And I know that she was counting on me and I was counting on her. And it was such a beautiful shared win. And I think anytime you have a woman of your word, someone who says they're going to show up and they actually do outside of business and family and life that I feel like 75 hard like made us so much better together and I don't think I could have gotten to the very end without your girlfriend so love you much and what a beautiful soul human you are and I am so grateful that our paths have connected so keep shining yes I love that miss Megan DiMartino well first Alexandra I just want to say I love you praying for you and what a champion you are to be doing the segment today, you know, not feeling well. So I just, just send love. Kristen Kingsbury. Wow. I listen to you every week or as often as I can. As a mother of two daughters, um, kind of the story is a little flipped. But, um, you know, your love and... Um, just a generosity of spirit is just beyond uh, that instead of, uh, and your voice and your spirit glimmers with forgiveness, understanding, patience, uh, but also clarity of um, helping others, uh, you know, benefit and grow, not chiding them or 
admonishing them or beating them up. It's just from love and encouragement. And when uh, Alexander asked you, how's your relationship now? And your response was, whew. And um, I just cannot tell you how much I admire you, love you, and just cannot wait to get to know you better. Be blessed. Thank you so much, Kristen. Oh, so beautiful, guys. I've opened up hand raising, so feel free, uh, moderators, if you can, help me pull people up on this stage. And if you want to share some love with Kristen, go ahead and start flashing your mics. I'm looking through. I hear flashes, but I'm, I'm sorry I'm going a little bit slow going through this. Shirley Ann, go ahead, friend. Hey, Kristen. Good morning to you. This is the first time I really, really listen, being very honest with you. I'm in your field. Uh, as far as real estate, and I'm going to DM you. I love, as Megan said, your transparency in your clarity, in your balance. And what you did for me is really set me on fire to say that I need to get that kind of clarity. And I am definitely going to reach out to you so that I can ask to get some nuggets from you so that I can go and also change lives and make a big difference such as you're doing. And I salute and I celebrate you as you are allowing God to move your path forward to be a blessing to others. Thank you, Alexander, for allowing me to share. Thank you, I love that so much. Absolutely beautiful. All right, I've pulled a few people here up on stage. I see you, the Honorable Lorenzo. Go ahead, brother, I see you, Patrice. We'll go, actually, Lorenzo, I'm gonna let Miss Patrice go first, ladies first, and then we'll go to you. Okay, go ahead, Patrice. Hi, thank you for the opportunity. Christian, uh, first time I've heard you speak, and I've been off uh, Clubhouse for a minute, I uh, had a moment of overwhelm. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> and to hear you talk about your journey, there's nuggets of your journey that I can relate to, but how you took that and just sprung forward, I must say. You used every opportunity along your along the way to to accept and do more with it. And there were times when I didn't do that because I didn't know how or I didn't have it within me, but you did. And your, your, again, your clarity, your stories, the connection, the spirit that runs through your, your talking and, and through seemingly your heart, I don't know you, but I feel it is tremendous. I have been blessed by hearing your story, hearing you speak today. I'd love to know more about you to get to know you better. And uh, thank you so much for being here, being who you are and much love to you on your journey. This is Patrice. Yes, I love that so much. All right, Lorenzo, let's go. All right. Hey, hey, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, man. Listening to you speak, Kristen, I just, you know, I had to come on stage. Um, you said two things that 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 I hope everyone, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to point out these two things and I hope everyone takes from these two things. Um, number one, she said nothing came unless there was fear. She did everything out of fear. You know, everything, she faced her fears. She embraced her fears. She said she went to that mountain many times in Sedona. She said, everybody jumping. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to do it. Um, nobody's getting hurt. And she even said in real estate, if I make a bad deal, no one gets hurt. So face your fears. Um, I've recently been hearing people say, you know, fear is something that is not of God. So understand that the fear is just something that's, trying to keep you from progressing in life, you know, and I deal with that a lot. Um, as far as, you know, it's not even a fear of if I'm going to hurt somebody or anything like that. It's just a fear of 
am I worth? I, I think mine is more of a am I worth it sometimes, you know? Um, and I think that comes with fear and doubt and all of those things. But um, facing your fears is definitely uh, one thing that I took from Kristen this morning. And the second thing that I took away from Kristen was to dream big dream so big that you don't even think you're going to accomplish this goal in your lifetime and that's what i'm starting to do now or i've been doing and i'm looking at my goals and it's like man is this even possible so think the impossible like dream so big that you know you tell your dream you can't even tell it to people who think small you can instantly tell like yeah they thinking small you have to dream so big so that was one thing i'm glad that she said like i took i took that as well so i appreciate you for sharing everything that you shared big salute to your grandma who you know she's just like she's dynamite she's fire you know i i, I just wanted to say that thanks i agree lorenzo 100 percent. i can say this for sure Kristen. you have motivated me today and um no i take that back because motivation is an emotion you have inspired me today by your words, like I, I was excited to interview you because you grew up with Glenn. I thought this would be fun. I did not know how how dynamic. I mean, you are powerful, 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 powerful woman, and the world needs to hear more of you. I'm just gonna say that right here, right now. Um, Mark, I see that you are flashing your mic. Michael Ferrer, I, I pulled you up. Um, so we're going to go to Mark, and then we'll go to Michael. Mark, go ahead. Hey, this is Mark down here in the black with the Fearless Mindset Podcast. Christian, uh, one thing that came to my mind is a millionaire once told me, uh, if, you fear, if you feed your uh, fear monster, that will keep on growing. If you, fear, if you feed your faith monster, that faith monster will keep on growing. And I've, I've lived and agreed that since uh, my time in the Marine Corps till now, is I've learned how to feed my faith monster over my the, uh, the fear monster. So anyway, thanks for sharing, Christian. Thank you for that, brother, and thank you so much for your service. All right, Michael, go ahead. Indeed, indeed. Thank you so much for, for letting me get a moment to, to hop on and Kristen in much love. Second, thank you for those, those words. And and I was I was looking and, and listening to to your session and just knowing how we can all you know see ourselves in some capacity in some way. I do believe that we all have some type of relation to one another. Uh, growing up myself, I was I was around what was called the cool kids uh, in, in school, but, I, but, but I was always like the last leg, right? I, I was like the, the, the shy guy in the background and let the cool kids, quote unquote, in high school doesn't matter once you become an adult. Um, it, I was the guy in the background. And then I had to, you know, finally realize when I got to college, I was on my own. I wasn't with my friends. I was literally like, man, I just got to own every aspect. And I truly believe like that's for, for everyone, including what you said on your session today, Christian, is that we just got to own who we are, right? We don't have to emulate or imitate other people. We can use things and characteristics of other people, but we just have to be us. I already said it before that I live with every day. No one can ever beat you on being you because that's it, right? We don't have to compete. We're, you know, what Earl Nightingale said, we just have to create. And the moment we're creating and being the person and creating the life that we desire, that's when we can truly be who we are called to be. And that's really what I got from your system today, Christian, is that, you know, I saw myself in, in being the guy in the back 
and today, not in a boastful way, but all of those friends, you know, they come to me for the advice. They come to me for the financial wisdom. They come to me for the, the style, the creativity, and the uniqueness, the entrepreneurship. And, and I was the one that was in the background and playing the kind of last fiddle. And once we own the aspect of that we are our person, we, it's okay to be shy. It's okay to be you. And once we own that and embrace the fact that no one could ever beat you on being you, definitely really have the opportunity to win. So that's truly what I got from the session today. Thank you for letting me speak. Um, and, I, and I'll yield the floor. This is Michael Ferreira. And you guys can see me on Clubhouse and any, anywhere else. But I just want to be respectful to the room and, and much love and peace. And thank you again. Thank you, brother. And Kristen, I have a, I have a, um, I have a book title. No Ready? Ready? Poor Go for mom, it. Rich Grandma, Wealthy Me. <laughs> I like it. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I love it. We're getting a book somehow. We're going to come up with a book because there's a difference between rich and wealthy. And I think that you've understood the difference and you've made that happen for you and many. And I love that. All right, guys. So we are now. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I think we got a little situation here. Um, guys, we are here pouring into Kristen Kingsbury. One of our champions here, filling her up with love because of all that she just shared with us and all the times that she shares on this room, filling up her cup and making sure that she has excess so she can keep pouring into us. So if you want to pour into our sister, go ahead and flash your mic. And I see Michael D. Butler. You just came up on stage. Go ahead, brother. And then Dave Leo Baker, I'll be coming to you next. Go ahead, Michael. Dave Leo, can you guys hear me? <laughs> hey, Alex, David Spizak is false. Okay, go ahead, David Spizak. Sorry, I, I can't see all the flash mics. Go ahead. Hey, this How is are you, Alexander? I'm sorry, can you hear me okay? <laughs> Who's speaking right now? Sorry. This was Dave Leo Baker, but Alexander was going to talk, so um, should I yield? Dave, why don't you go ahead and then I'll let Dave Spizak go after you. Go ahead, Dave. Da okay, David Spizak, I'll let you go, brother. <laughs> How are you, man? man? How are you? Good morning. Good morning, Alexander. Good morning, Breakfast of Champions. And good morning, Kristen. How are you, Kristen? Good morning, David. How are you? Good. Uh, I'm going to say something, at the, at, and I, you know, I'm typically not shy about saying things, even if it may sound uh, weird. Uh, but here's the thing: Here, what I love about you um, is how you're like a, um, you know, like most superheroes, uh, insist on wearing tights, right? And they they're kind of flashy, and they have capes on. And you can't miss them. If you think of any superhero out there, Spider-Man or Superman, Batman, I mean, you're not going to miss these people walking into a party. And, and you know, they're very obvious, or very, or very overt in terms of what they're doing and why they're there. And what I really appreciate about you is, is that you're understated, um, you're quiet in your delivery, you're very consistent. You're very deliberate. I mean, people from the outside might say, okay, well, Kristen is like not exactly like a Tony Robbins, right? Everybody's got their own style. Uh, Danelle Delgado is amazing. She can speak. She can get people riled up. But what's really cool is I don't want you to ever not 
equate that understate, and I'm saying this to you, Chris, and I'm saying it to everybody out there. Um, you are proof positive that uh, your message is what speaks the loudest, right? It's not the delivery style. It's not the, it's the substance, not the style. And you have this kind of always this quiet dignity, um, this humility, uh, this understated way of putting things out there that are actually really, really powerful. The things that you share, here's what's really, I think, important for anybody to take away. 100% of, of what comes out of Kristen's mouth is a proven blueprint that literally 100% of people can do. And it's, it's so surefire that all of us who have kids, I teach my kids what, what uh, Kristen's grandmother taught her because it's something that anybody can do. And the way that you do what you do, I think the reason why you're getting love uh, from the audience and other people is that because you give people not hope. Hope is cool. Dreams are cool. Wishes are cool. But that's not where reality comes from. Uh, reality comes from self-efficacy, from the belief in ourselves to make it happen. And you, my friend, I believe, give people the belief that they can make anything happen. And that's a pretty cool little gift. So I just wanted to thank you for what you do for everybody. That's, wow, that was powerful, <laughs> David mm -hmm. Spizak, powerful. Thank you so much for your share. Um, Go ahead and start flashing your mics at me, people, whoever. Go ahead, David, Dave Leo. Go ahead, brother. Hey, thank you, guys. Um, boy, what a storyteller, Kristen. So I actually am coming at this. First of all, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the dad of a 26-year-old daughter, so I do love this. Uh, I come this, at this as the accompanist of Clubhouse. Your voices, your stories are songs out here. Every one of you plays your voice on this app. And you did such a wonderful job describing for young women everywhere what they can do. Um, my role happens to be that in most rooms that I'm in, I'm actually sitting underneath bringing soft music to enhance the vibe. But in the same way that the pianist on stage accompanies you when you sing, what is the real difference between, uh, between uh, story and song anyway? Everybody here is right. You should publish a book. I, I'm, I'm looking forward. Now I'm going to have to exercise patience, which is virtue, because I'm looking forward to getting it from Amazon. So this is Dave Leo Baker. I do want to apologize for earlier the bump. I'm totally blind, so uh, sometimes the buttons, I push the wrong buttons by mistake. But I'm Dave Leo Baker, and if you need music underneath your, your clubhouse room to sort of set the soft tone and the vibe, um, I'm very happy to bring it. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kristen. Thank you so much, moderators of this room. Moderators do such a wonderful job in this app. Thank you for your story. Thank you. This is Dave Leo Baker. Thank you, Mr. Baker. Appreciate you, brother. Um, if you, oh, I see you, King. I see you, King Jordan. Go ahead, brother. Hey, guys, I just want to chive in here. First of all, thank David for what he just said concerning belief. You know, all things are possible them that believe. And Chris, who named you? Who was it that named you? Which parent? My mother. Your mother. That was the best thing that she could have did. If you look at your first name, it's Christ, the anointed. That's the first part of your name, and Anne. 
you're all in with your belief, and that's what has catapulted you into your destiny. I'm dropping the mic. Thank you, King. I love that. And you know what's funny is I, I noticed that also, and I thought to myself, wow, Christ is in her, and she is in Christ. I mean, I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it, like it, you, you resonate his light. Without ever having to say that you do God's work, we know it because you, you, you literally shine so brightly. Just uh, It's just powerful. So, guys, if you are here and you're on this stage and you would like to pour into our sister Kristen, go ahead and flash your mic at me. I see Mark. Are you flashing again? Go ahead if you want to say something again. Well, you just made me your biggest fan in this room. Uh, I'll make an announcement. I'll make come public out of this. I'm the, I'm a preacher's kid. My dad was a Baptist pastor. Not too many people know that. They keep that kind of quiet. But I love how bold you guys are in this room. And I just noticed uh, uh, Christian's name as well. And uh, it's, it's great to be among the believers. So this is Mark in the Black. And the reason why I, I titled my podcast The Fearless Mindset, because my dad was fearless to his last breath until his Lord took him to heaven. Awesome. Thank you so much, brother, for sharing. All right, guys, what we're doing right now is we are loving on our sister, Kristen. Kristen, who is one of the champions here, who on a weekly basis pour in, pours into all of us, and we are pouring into her so that her cup overflows. So we're going to take a couple more because we are rounding up the end of this hour. I see you, Miss Vernita, Clubhouse's favorite hot sauce. I love it. Thank you, Alexander. Yes, Vernita Abdel tapping in. And Kristen, 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 uh, week after week, I will just uh, quickly say uh, you give me inspiration and encouragement. And I know that it's not just me. As many people have said, you give encouragement and inspiration to so many people inside and outside of this room. Thank you just for being you and bringing your wealth of knowledge and your experience that has, you know, been built over time. I think I think for myself. It, it, it's very easy to get into this place of not pressing forward with wealth building activity because it feels like it's something that I should know. I should have already known it. But you make it very clear that it's something that we can learn and start at any point in life to move into our wealth building journey, whether that's from uh, a real estate perspective, investment, inside. You know, there's there's lots of avenues to it. But when we land on the one that works for us, it's just a starting point to continue to grow. Uh, so th that's what I wanted to add. I always appreciate you every week. And uh, Vernita done speaking. Yes, Miss Vernita. Love it, love it, love it. All right, Jeff, go ahead, brother. Pour into our sister, Kristen. What do you love yeah. about her? I, I love her willingness to give. I remember when I was talking about 1031 in my own property, she just gave – she reached out to me. and was like, hey, I'll help you out right away. And um, listen – with us all in this breakfast of champions, so many champions around, it is it is normal to feel like, man, we're not doing enough. I know Glenn Lundy wakes up at 310 or whatever, and I was like, or 320, and I was like, I'm going to wake up at 310, right? It elevates us to it. And I didn't today. I didn't feel well, uh, you know, and I slept in. And um, I never do that, right? So didn't didn't rise the ground. But it, it's a lot of times what it is is when you're when you have such a heart of giving a heart like how you have where you just um, people see that they want to align with you and they want to do stuff with you. I know you've been traveling. I know I owe you a phone call. I've tried to reach out to you a few times. So today I'm around a little bit. So if you want to give me a call today, we'll, we'll chat. Love that brother. What's up alpha. Go ahead. Pour into our sister. 
So Kristen, what I have observed is that there are times when you don't feel well. There are times when things are going on and you never really leave us hanging. You always make sure that even in the midst of a crisis, you look out for the team and at any given time that you can step in and support somebody that you show up. Even today, you said you were not like feeling at your best. You still showed up. You showed up for Alexander today. And that's a great quality to have in any person that you know that you can count on them. So that's why I want to add to this conversation. I love that so, so much. And guys, just so you know, if you didn't have the opportunity to actually unmic or rather unmute and share with Kristen, that doesn't mean that you can't. Make sure that you are sliding into her DMs, click on her face, get into Instagram and slide into those DMs, letting her know what it is that she has done or said that's resonated with you. Let her know what it is that you love about her and just pour into her as she so freely pours into all of us. Dr. Rowe, are you here with me? I am my friend. Go ahead, friend. Miss beautiful Kristen, you are a light beyond shining bright on every person. I am so thankful to have crossed paths with you, not only because of the sister in Christ you are, but you have given me so much wisdom, mentally, emotionally, financially, you've walked through a path of journey with, uh, or grief journey with me, uh, listen to me um, when I'm down and when I'm up and you just, you know, even got Raj smiling when you tell me things about, hey, sell that house and take the equity. <laughs> so I just want to say thank you so much for being the amazing woman you are inside and out. I can see why you are a childhood best friend of Glenn's. You're an amazing person and I honor you. I cherish you. I adore you. And I thank you for being my friend. I love that so much. Kristen, after sitting here for the last 30 minutes and being poured into, this is your only opportunity. I, you actually got a couple questions, so you got to speak a little bit more than I like, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, go ahead and say whatever it is that you'd like to share uh, with the audience. And then lastly, if you can just let the audience know how they can get more of you. If they want to learn more about what you do, if they want to learn from you, what is it that they have to do? Awesome. Oh, you guys just, my heart is warm and full and I am just so thankful for each and every one of you. It was funny as I was listening to you because I had prayed about this segment and just prayed that God would use whatever was in my story that would lift somebody up and just touch them. And I wrote two things on the board. I wrote, be living proof of a loving God, because that's always the one thing that I wake up every day and try to do. And the second thing was help them believe that they too can do this because I find that most people think, well, well, they can, but I can't. And the truth is like, like I'm telling you, there has been homes and investments and returns that I have gotten um, through actually putting zero dollars in. So it's really about going out and putting in the work. I do have a book on the way, which makes me laugh because I haven't told any of you that, but um, I, I just started realizing like this is a, a self-doubt issue. It's not that there are not means for people to build wealth. It's that they have a self-doubt issue and they need to um, tap into their greatness and their talents and realize that it's so much more simple than they believe that it is. So it's in a draft mode. I've got, um, I'm, I'm, I'm working and 
trying to uh, have Sharon Lecter mentor me through, like, what do I do next? Because <laughs> I don't know the book side of things. But um, something that I want to leave you all with is one of the greatest, actually, m many of the greatest opportunities for return that I came across were during other people's winter, right? Because I was prepared for winter. And I say that because there's an opportunity in an up market and in a down market. And the truth is that markets always shift. And right now, you know, the market, the real estate market specifically looks like it's on fire. There's all these, you know, everybody's uh, selling at the top of the market. But the truth is, is like, you always have to be prepared for winter. And when you're prepared for winter, you can execute on opportunities that can give you enormous returns. And so as everybody's out there spending money, spending money, I challenge you, make sure that you're also putting money away, not only for your emergency situations that may arise um, for the unknown, just to be safe and secure, but also so that you can capitalize on opportunity when it comes up, because it will. And I was talking to my grandmother yesterday, and I will finish with this and leave you guys to an amazing day. Um, I was talking to her last night, and I said, you know what has been the biggest blessing over the years is having no debt, having no mortgage, having no car payments, having none of those things. I get to choose who I do business with. I don't have to any longer deal with people who under who uh, don't value me, who who you know suck my energy. I, because there is a freedom to financial stability, you then get to build the life that you love and do business with the people that you love to have, you know, to be around. And so think of that as you're looking at your debt and as you're looking at, you know, potentially spending money in the future. Remember, there's an amazing freedom behind having none of those things. And, and you know what, I do have mortgage debt that pays for itself. Um, so I won't say that I don't use or leverage debt, but personal debt, there is a huge freedom to knowing, you know what, if they close down jobs again, it's okay. You know, if, if somebody needs something, I have the money to bless them. Like it's just, there's a huge freedom and I encourage you, encourage you, encourage you wherever you are today, take a look at your scenario and say, how am I going to get one step closer? And every day, make yourself 1% better, make yourself one step closer. And remember that there is an incredible freedom to not being a slave to debt. So I just, I leave you with that. Be prepared for winter because there's amazing opportunities coming. Winter is coming. I love that so much, Kristen. You've like more than blown away. My, you've blown me away today. And guys, this was First and foremost, thank you so much. In, in my sickness this past week, I didn't, you know, I last minute started reaching out for my interview and you showed up for me and I will not ever forget that, number one. So Kristen, thank you so much for that. And then on top of that, to come in hot and pour so much into all of us, so much love and appreciation for you. You're an incredible human being. Guys, if what she said today resonated with you, give her a follow, slide into her DMs, follow her across platforms. Get to know this woman. If there's something inkling in your heart when she said, I help women do this, and you want that, go get it because she's ready. And I'll tell you that there's few people that I would say are as excellent of a mentor because she's willing to be mentored. And I love that so much. Guys, this is the end of our show today here on Breakfast of Champions. You guys already know what to do. If you haven't already, you see the greenhouse at the very top. Give that club a follow. That's how you're going to get access to rooms just like these curated seven days a week. You heard me, seven days a week. 
excuse me. We're here Monday through Friday at 5 a.m. Eastern Standard, on Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard, and on Sundays for Club 111 at 111 p.m. Eastern Standard for church, y'all. So there's something that you can come and get fed. Whether you're looking to extend yourself further in business, or you're looking to get yourself right with God, or you just want to surround yourself with people that are doing their best to live in His glory, you've come to the right place, and don't stop coming. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll see you tomorrow at 5 a.m. sharp. Have a wonderful day, y'all. Thank you, Alex. Thanks, Feel Alex. better. See y'all later. Thank you. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.